Hey there, welcome to New Light Sports for December 20th, 2017. New Light Sports, this is a new podcast, this is a new show. This is a new way of looking at sports, shedding a new light on sports. More of re-seeing sports in a way that was always there, just in a deeper aspect of it. New Light Sports is going to be evolving sports coverage for an evolving world. I'm excited to take this journey with you guys. I've never done a podcast before. I've never done radio before. Speaking into my phone now, using the voice recording option, in a spare bedroom here in San Diego in our Zen room. It's a beautiful space to work, and it's here that I'm hoping to start this podcast off on the right foot. New Late Sports is going to be a community discussion of relevant topics and old topics. Let's just dive into today's episode. I have queued up here. I want to look at today and lay a foundation and talk about the energetic foundation of sports underneath the jerseys, underneath the skin, underneath the muscles, underneath the bone. What is the spiritual foundation of sports? Is it expressions of spiritual strength? Is it the ability to stay in an active meditation? Yes. Yes, it is. These are a new way of looking at sports. Sports as self-expression. Sports as a mode of active meditation. Viewing practice and training as just ways to prepare your body to go deeper. What often is talked about in sports as willpower. Everybody's strong and fast. But everybody talks about the will to want it. Who wants it more? Willpower. I translate that as spiritual power. The will is the spirit, is the inner strength that you have. The better athletes want it more. Everybody's talented. Everybody can train the same. Who wants it more? Who has the inner strength to go and do it? There's a great story that I love. It was about a Zen master And he came over from Japan. When he visited America, he was doing a, I forget what, he was doing like a tour of America, doing some Zen technique teaching on Zen breathing, meditation, and general Zen philosophies. He was a a world-renowned guru. He was very into sumo wrestling. And unbeknownst to me, when I was reading this story, he was explaining sumo wrestling not as whoever is bigger or stronger wins. Because they're both big, massive men, if anybody's seen sumo wrestling. No, sumo is a test of spiritual power. That is, the ceremonies before the sumo wrestling are more important than the actual matches. They are the gathering of the inner strength, the giving gratitude, the collection of energies to express it against another human being. So when this Zen master came to America, he started watching football and like NFL football, professional football. And he was instantly a fan, instantly enthralled by it. And, you know, the Americans were all 
confused. They're like, you know, this game's so complicated. They're like, there's so many rules, but you get it. Like, how do you, you like it so much? And he didn't see it as the way we see it. What he saw out there was multiple sumo matches going on at once. Multiple individual battles of will, battles of spiritual strength going on at once on the field. It makes sense. Just in the offensive versus defensive line, that is four or five sumo matches going on at once. Wide receiver cornerback matchups, that is a battle of willpower. They're both fast, both strong. Who wants it more? Who has the spiritual power? So now we look at you know, training and practice differently in this new light as building the body's capacity to express more spiritual strength. Because everybody can be strong. Everybody's talented. It's about willpower to express your energy, to collect and gather as much inner energy as you can and express it. I look at basketball and in rebounding. Yes, there's techniques involved. That's where the practice comes in. But in rebounding and in basketball, who wants it more? Comes down with the ball. Where does that will come from? That will comes from spiritual power. Think about that next time you watch a basketball game. Think about that as you see somebody driving the lane and going up in traffic to make a layup or going up and getting a rebound. I think of Allen Iverson. I grew up a Sixers fan. I loved Iverson. He wasn't even six foot, maybe weighed 160 pounds, but he was fearless. And he did have more willpower and inner strength than most everybody out there. All the greats have it. That's what separates the greats as we see them and the people who achieve more. They are able to generate more spiritual or express more spiritual power, more willpower. So there is the physical aspect of expressing that spiritual power. Now, some of the strength competitions between people like sumo, you know, football, sometimes in basketball, any of the physical competitions, you're testing your spiritual power against another human being. Can I express more energy? Am I able to harvest, gather, and then express and expunge more energy than the person I'm competing against? In more individual sports, you know, like dancing, track and field, you're not going against anybody. You're just expressing yourself. So you're really practicing building your body's capacity just to see what maximum spiritual power you can express. These are the individual maximums you're hoping to achieve. And you know whether we get into the judging criteria, who's better than who, that sounds like another episode, to be frankly honest with you. Some of the other more individual pursuits aren't just individual. They're individual, but maybe set against a backdrop of nature. Maybe you're testing yourself against nature. And I think of surfing and rock climbing, snow sports like skiing and snowboarding. You're pushing yourself, exerting your spirituality, exerting your self-expression of your spiritual will in the backdrop of nature. And nature's the great test. It, <laughs> However much spiritual power we can gather and express, nature will always provide a test. To match that, to see if we got it. You look at some of the free climbers, the rock climbers. I forget the guy's name. He just he climbed El Cap in Yosemite National Park. El Capitan free climbed it solo. You see the big wave surfers. You see the backcountry snowboarders and skiers hiking and skinning and in the middle of nowhere. 
than to go ski down never before skiing skiing is that a word i don't even know if that's a word you know shoots and backcountry lines they're definitely expressing their spiritual will is to do that that's what lights them up this is what people do it we do it because it excites us it gives us that fire it gives us that our soul our spirit a chance to express itself that's the beauty of sports it's an avenue for self-expression of the soul so i mean for podcast one this is the kind of things we're going to be talking about on new light sports definitely different coverage i think we need a new light on a lot of things in the world and sports being such an integral part of our lives, and it's not going anywhere. We just need to look at it differently and adapt our beliefs to our changing worldview. We're evolving as a species. We're evolving as humanity. Well, some of us are, or choosing to, whether we know it or not. Our activities and hobbies need to reflect that. Sports is no different. So whether we see these feats of strength, feats of accomplishment, they're a greater feat of the spirit. They're a testament to the, the capacity of the human spirit just to express itself. There's also another aspect underlying energetic foundation of sports that kind of overlaps with this inner strength is spiritual power, is willpower. And that is the ability to remain calm and still under duress. Now, this is another energetic foundation and, a, and an ability that needs to be built up. Especially, think of it more like a spiritual endurance. If sumo wrestling is the explosion of spiritual power, then, say, cycling is the slow burn of spiritual power, where you need to build a capacity to stay in an active meditation to sustain long periods of activity at a high level. In sports psychology and in recreation psychology, we, people call this the zone. It's defined as how I learned it. When your skill or ability matches up to the test or the challenge involved or the activity. If the activity or the test is bigger than your skill or ability, you're going to be stressed out. It's going to be too hard. You're going to be stressed. If your skill or ability is greater than the test given, you're going to be bored. You're going to easily do it. You're going to overpower it. or no? Well, yeah, oh, there we go. Overpower it. You're going to overexpress it. It doesn't give enough chance to it expression in that. When it, the test is too hard, you feel overwhelmed because you don't have the capacity to fulfill that expression. So the zone is that Goldilocks zone, the middle ground of when your ability meets the challenge or the test or the whatever competition that you want to do. I'd like to take that one step further and say the zone is, it's an active meditation. When you're able to stay calm and still under duress, I think a yoga practice and the yogis who really just invented the asanas and all the yoga postures, what we think of yoga as just ways and tests of the breath. That's what they're there for. They're not there for flexibility. They're not there for to look good. They're not there for your beach body. They're not there to wear tight clothes. Those are what people made it into. No, they were, they were invented to provide the test of breath, of staying centered in challenging circumstances. And the flexibility, they're all side benefits of it. That's the part of this new light on how we can view practice. 
as the, well, the practice of getting your body ready to be able to express itself more, whether it be in that explosion of spiritual power or in this slow burn of spiritual power. That's what practice is. Yoga is the practice of the slow burn. Endurance sports, you know, cycling or running, rowing, swimming, swimming especially comes to mind because it's monotonous. There's no, there's no scenery. You're staring at a black line at the bottom of the pool. It's in your head. Swimming is an active meditation where you need to build up the capacity to stay focused, to express that energy, that inner will to go as fast as you can over long and distance periods. This active meditation, in the Zen master sense, going back to this Japanese Zen master, you know, there's active meditation and passive meditation. Passive meditation is the test is always there and you have to match your ability to get there. In Zen, the test is stillness or cones, or they're more like life riddles that you need to meditate on and figure out. The answers come in the stillness. So in Zen practice, the whole practice is raising your ability to get to the level of stillness where you can connect to your inner awareness. For sports, we're kind of lucky. We have abilities of all levels. You go uh, skiing, there's blue squares, circles, pink rainbows, whatever they have now out there, different levels. For team sports, different levels of competition, amateur, pro, intramural. For individual sports, surfing, different waves, different spots, golfing, different courses, easier, harder courses, different tee boxes. So even in golf, you can adjust the test to match your skill so you can stay in the zone. So it's these underlying energetic foundations of sports that I think go way overlooked. And I challenge you to watch some sports next time, whatever it be. Watch some golf. You think it's boring? Yeah. You know, it's not the best to watch on TV. I'm a golfer though, so I'm biased. See how they match their ability to the challenge. Watch some NFL next time. But the NFL playoffs just come up around the corner and see all the individual sumo matches going on around it. You won't look at sports the same. So one of the highlights of the show, uh, I want to do some weekly spots. One of the weekly spot we're going to do, it's going to be the signs of light. We're going to highlight a current issue in sports that is a sign of light, of the sign of the ever-changing time of our world, how we're evolving consciously and bringing in more light, which is needed. Now, light uncovers darkness, so it may seem like there's more darkness coming, but there's really not. It's just putting light into places. Like if you had a dark place in your room and you never cleaned it because you couldn't see it, now as soon as you shine some light on it, it looks filthy. But it's only because you've never seen it. There's just the light is showing the dark. And then the work comes in cleaning it. This week's sign of light, it does come from the NFL. And now this, it might not seem like a sign of light at first, but bear with, stay with me here. The sign of light is the Carolina Panthers owner being accused of multiple accounts of workplace harassment, sexual harassment, sexual assault. It sounds bad. The interesting thing is just upon all these accusations, he's selling his team. It didn't take a couple days for him to go, you know, this is bad. I'm selling my team. Everybody's chomping at the bit or seemingly chomping at the bit to buy the team. 
Now, bear with me here. How this is a sign of light. Let me let's let's get through this. NFL is at its peak popularity right now. So Mark Cuban, famous investor, reality TV show host, and NBA franchise owner, and in the business world, viewed as a business maverick. That's the name of his basketball team too. So it's no no coincidence. When asked if he would be interested in purchasing the Carolina Panthers, he said probably some ridiculous Mark Cuban thing. But to sum it up, no way. He's like, why would I invest in a league in decline? So you have one of the sharpest businessmen declining to get in on what is seemingly a huge multi-billion dollar industry. He's a smart man. From a, He's viewing it from the business sense. The NFL is a league in decline, he's saying. And when you look at it, it is. You look at all the side stories dealing with the NFL, the most popular league in America. The side stories of these harassments, players getting in trouble, owners being greedy, all the negativity surrounding the league with greed, discipline issues, sexual harassment, allegations. I have to say allegations Players are entitled because they think they play the most popular sport and they get protected. And they do. Coming up from whatever town, college, high school, they come through to the pros. Our society protects them and puts them on a pedestal because we love this sport. And the sport's popularity is at an all-time high right now. This is the peak. The public is demanding more. This is the sign of light here. The public is demanding more accountability better behavior that's more in alignment with things that they can that they can live with the nature of the sport and the nature of the business has attracted a lot of unscrupulous characters wow geez sounds old these unscrupulous characters here to the game the fact that one of the the leading businessmen doesn't want to invest in the nfl underlies the whole state of the game and the state of America and what we want. And we want more accountability. We want more good citizenry from our athletes. We're demanding better role models. And that, I think that's a good another show right there. The new role model, the new state of leadership in today's new sports world. So the sign of light is the darkness coming out, highlighting that this old owner was screwing around to work, thought he could do whatever he wanted. He can't. He's selling the team. Smart people don't want to buy the team because they know this is a lousy business. The business is going down because America wants more. America wants more light. That's the bottom line. They, don't, they won't say it in those terms, but that's what we want. We want to feel better. We want to be uplifted. We're dealing, uncovering a lot of darkness. We are demanding more light from our sports. And that's what we're getting. So that's this week's Sign of Light. So also, go watch some sports. See the individual sumo battles out there. See the active meditation and the stillness and calm under duress that these athletes can have. See these individual expressions of spiritual power and self-expression in these moments that these athletes train, build their bodies for. It's beautiful. I guarantee you won't look at sports the same. Well, that's all for this week for New Light Sports. If you've managed to listen this far, I promise you, it really can only get better. If you like the content, just keep up with it. I'm going to get an email going. You know, I really want this to be more interactive. I want to build community. 
screw it. Just email me at newlightsports at gmail.com. I don't, I didn't even set that up yet, but I will. So just email me, email me some feedback. I'm trying to get the webpage going soon. So no matter how you're listening or where you're listening, just enjoy this and spread some light and be the light and view things in this new light. It's because it's a new world. All right, be good to each other. Happy holidays, happy Yule and Saturnalia to all of you with, wow, the winter solstice right around the corner. Talk about new light coming in. All right, guys, take care. I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.